Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. Get them at uh, Believe.com. Also, uh, anywhere that you get podcasts, uh, including Apple and Spotify. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Stone Sports. Uh, getting into to this week's uh, episode, uh, we'll do a short uh, short episode because we only have a couple games coming up this uh, this weekend, but obviously some uh, some important games at that. Of course, uh, Duke and Carolina, the rematch. Coming up this uh, this weekend, both teams coming in off losses. Carolina off the loss to uh, Syracuse on Monday night, whereas Duke uh, coming off the uh, the loss or a couple losses, one to Louisville uh, last Saturday, and also to uh, to Georgia Tech on uh, on Tuesday night. So really a spot where uh, where both these teams need this game. Uh, neither one of these teams is uh, is safely into the NCAA tournament, uh, they both they both certainly uh, could use the uh, could use the win, and I'm not even sure that they. I mean, North Carolina is currently in the last four in, so they are uh, <laughs> they have to have this win if they want to stay in the field. Pretty much uh, doesn't mean they couldn't they couldn't play their way back into it. You know, if they you know won a couple games in the uh, in the ACC tournament. Uh, Duke at the moment is not even in the first four out, uh, according to Jerry Palm of uh, CBSSports.com's Bracketology. So uh, Duke needs it a little more, but both teams need this game. There is no question about that. Uh, Duke needs it to stay in consideration, essentially, and then so. Duke is probably at this point, to make it, to be safe, I'm going to say Duke has to win this game and then make a run to bare minimum the ACC tournament semifinals. Because that would be where they are currently. That would mean they win a couple games in the ACC tournament. To feel absolutely safe, they probably need to make the ACC tournament championship game. Which is not, not out of the realm of possibility in this year's ACC. Now, for Carolina, you know, coming off the, the loss to, you know, coming off the, the loss to Syracuse, uh, Carolina needs this win, and, and if they get it, Carolina's probably pretty safe. And you know, they win the first game of the ACC tournament. They're, they're probably decently safe in the field. That would get them up to 17 wins uh, if they won this game and won the first game, their first game in the ACC tournament. And, and they'd probably be in pretty good shape in terms of the uh, in terms of making the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, now if you want to talk about, you know, matchups and trying to position yourself, the highest that essentially a, a win for Duke and they could move up to as high as eight, I, I believe in the ACC tournament, just from looking at the standings, uh, for, uh, for Carolina, they could move up as high as fifth if they got a win and, you know, somehow Clemson in, or excuse me, Georgia Tech ends up, uh, Falter you know, ends up falling to uh, to Wake Forest on Friday night, which is uh, extremely unlikely. Jordan uh, Tech's been a very locked in team over the last uh, last few weeks, coming off an impressive win against Duke uh, the other night. And Wake just Wake over the last two to three weeks has really just kind of fallen off down the stretch of the season. So 
Uh, I expect Georgia Tech to win that game and win comfortably on uh, on Friday night because of that. Uh, so that those are kind of what both teams need to happen and what could happen, uh, depending on what all plays out in uh, in the ACC this uh, this weekend. But when you when you look at this matchup. Uh, it, it really like it, it's been simple for both these teams all season. Not in terms of execution and you know, performance and getting it done, obviously, because both teams in terms of Duke Carolina have have struggled uh, greatly in terms of of execution and getting things done uh, this uh, this season. I'm saying in terms of the keys for these teams to win games all season long, it's been simple, uh, and it's been. <laughs> It's been overly simple, honestly. For Duke, they have to hit threes if they want to win at Carolina Saturday night. They have got to shoot the ball well from three-point range. That was the key, really, to their four-game, to their three, four-game winning streak when they beat NC State, Wake, Virginia, Syracuse. They were shooting the ball extremely well from three-point range. Now, over their two losses to Louisville and Georgia Tech. They have shot 11 of 47 from three-point range. So they have been absolutely awful from three in the last two games. Uh, so that, that's something that, you know, if they want to beat Carolina, they're going to have to shoot the ball well from, uh, from three-point range. Uh, and really, that, that's as simple as it, as it comes down to. I, I mean, I think you also have to look at, you know, guys like DJ Stewart and Jeremy Roach need to step up. Uh, they've both had good games at times this season. Uh, if if Duke wants to put it all together and make a run at the NCAA tournament, those two guys have got to step up and play better for the Blue Devils. They just haven't been consistent enough this uh, this season. Uh, you know, Wendell Moore over the last couple of games has really stepped his play up. Uh, Matthew Hurt's been great. Mark Williams played well against uh, against Georgia Tech. Um, they, they've got to get they've got to get production out of Roach and Stewart if they want to win this game against Carolina on uh, on Saturday night. And you know the way Caleb Love played against against them last time, uh, they should have some extra motivation. And you know Caleb Love's trash talking after the game, there should be some extra motivation there in terms of you know trying to uh, trying to win this game. Um, so I think. You know, that's that's the key for Duke. You, you've got those are the two big keys. You have got to shoot it well from three point range, and you have or decently well, and you have got to get more production out of your young guards in Roach and Stewart if you want to uh, if you want to win this game. Also, one other one other thing that I would would definitely consider if I was Duke after watching Carolina against uh, against Syracuse on Monday night, I would highly highly suggest. Playing some two-three zone against this Carolina team, pack it in, make them work for the rebounds. You know, get extra bodies in the paint, which is where Carolina can be you know dominant, obviously, and make Carolina shoot outside shots. Because when they have to shoot it from the from outside, this is not a good. We've talked about it all season. That's Carolina's weakness. They cannot shoot the ball from three-point range extremely well. So, if I was Duke. I would I would look a lot, and I know Coach K hates it. He's gonna he's gonna grit through his teeth the whole time if this, if that's what he ends up having to do. But uh, I would extremely you know I would really look at possibly going to a uh, to a two three zone against this uh, this Carolina team. I mean they were four of twenty against the two three zone three point range against Syracuse uh, 
the other night. So uh, I think that's that's something that uh, could certainly uh, help uh, help Duke out, and especially in terms of their lack of athleticism. They don't match up that great defensively from three-point range. So, I mean, they don't match up that great defensively, physically, uh, with, uh, with Carolina. So I think that's something that could help uh, Duke out in terms of uh, matching up with, uh, with UNC. Uh, for UNC, I, again, it's, it all comes down to the freshman guards. Can R.J. Davis and Caleb Love and Kerwin Walton, can they play well? Because you know, Walker Kessler has come on, uh, has given them some, uh, some positive production of late. Uh, De'Ron Sharp, Mondo Baycott, Garrison Brooks, they, they've all been solid all season. It, it comes down, to, and we know that Carolina is going to want to attack the interior against Duke, especially Duke's lack of size. You know, Mark Williams is really their only big man, and if they can get him in foul trouble and get him you know, on the bench, uh, then Duke's going to have a really difficult time matching up on the boards and, and matching up defensively on the interior, uh, which is another reason why I would look at possibly a 2-3 zone if I was, uh, was Duke. Uh, but can Caleb Love, you know, Leaky Black, R.J. Davis, Kerwin Walton, can those guys play well for Carolina? That that's ultimately what it comes down to. And can they hit outside shots when they get the uh, get the opportunity? Because I really do expect that Duke is going to pack it in defensively and try to make Carolina shoot it from the outside. So you know, it kind of we've been saying it all season about Carolina because it it really has been that simple. I mean, the <laughs> front court has been has been dominant. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. They're they're extremely difficult to stop on the on the interior. It simply comes down to can Carolina hit shots from the outside, um, and it, it's as simple as that. Now, as far as who I think is going to win this game, my pick. It's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard to know with these two teams because they've been so up and down throughout the season. And anytime someone's been up on Tobacco Road this season, it's pretty much meant it's time to fade them uh, in terms of in terms of uh, how you would bet them or how you would uh, predict them to, uh, to win. Um, but I, I just think Carolina is such a difficult matchup because of how much size they have. And if they can just hit a few shots from the outside and, you know, Caleb Love play well again the way he did last time against Duke, he's a difficult matchup for the Blue Devils as we saw last time. If that happens, I, I just think Carolina's too much. Uh, now, if Duke comes out, and lights it up from three, lights it up from three-point range. All bets are off. I mean, that's what we saw when they won four games in a row, beat Virginia. So, I mean, if Duke comes up, lights it out from three-point range, uh, then all bets are off. But my bet is that they aren't necessarily going to do that. It's a pretty good Carolina team defensively, um, and I just ultimately think that uh, that Carolina might just be too much in on the interior. For uh, for Duke to uh, to match up with them and, and win this game, I do think it'll be a close game. Expected to be in the in the seventies to eighties, high scoring. But uh, ultimately, I just think Carolina uh, is going to be too much for the uh, for the Blue Devils uh, on uh, on Saturday night. And I think uh, you know you might look at Duke going into the ACC tournament having lost uh, three games in a uh, in a row. Uh, speaking of teams going into the uh, the ACC tournament. Uh, NC State is now uh, 
preparing for the ACC tournament after their game against uh, against Virginia Tech was uh, was canceled on Saturday due to Virginia Tech uh, having you know issues with uh, with COVID. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what Virginia Tech. You know, how does this affect them in the ACC tournament in terms of playing? Are they going to be able to play on uh, on I believe I believe Thursday or Friday? I'm not sure exactly what. Uh, Forgot off the top of my head what seed they would be exactly, uh, but are they going to be able to uh, to play? Uh, and it's unfortunate for NC State because they've really been uh, the hottest team in the ACC over the last couple of weeks. Coach Keats has got the the young freshman guards playing uh, playing extremely well, um, and I think you know it's really unfortunate because it was another opportunity. It was an opportunity one for a big win because uh, Tech had you know Tech obviously coming off of some COVID issues. Hadn't played that much of late and hadn't looked that great as of as of late. Uh, I think in big part because of that. So it was an opportunity for a, a big win for NC State ahead of the uh, the ACC tournament to give them uh, some momentum. Uh, and then you know if they maybe win a couple games in the ACC tournament, maybe finding a way to to sneak into the uh, the NCAA tournament field. But now with the uh, with the game being canceled. Uh, it makes things uh, it makes things extremely difficult for uh, for NC State in terms of you know, one trying to build some momentum. It would have been like I said a, a really good win for uh, for NC State, uh, and then two, you know, it also could have helped them out in the uh, in the ACC standings as uh, as well. So it could have helped them out in terms of their matchup because currently you have NC State sitting uh, in uh, in ninth place and they can't move any higher than that essentially. Uh, the only the best they can do is to is to lock in the ninth place. And if they had won, uh, they could have potentially moved ahead of Syracuse, possibly depending on what Syracuse does this uh, this weekend. Um, also, you know, they could have moved them up a spot to uh, to eighth. Uh, and like I said, I mean they they you know thirteen and nine. It would have been a chance to get to fourteen and nine. Uh, and then you know you win a couple games in the ACC tournament and maybe get to. 16 and 10 and, and you know maybe you've got a chance to, to sneak into that NCAA tournament so uh really unfortunate for uh, for NC State because uh just really kind of a tough break for them and you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how this affects the cancellation affects both teams because Virginia Tech has played the fewest games in the ACC heading into the ACC tournament they're only you know, they've played 13 games in conference 20 games uh overall uh, actually, Louisville. I take that back. Louisville's played a little, a few, a few less. They've played you know, one game less in the ACC, uh, but as long as they play on Saturday, they'll have played the same amount, uh, and they'll have played one game less overall. But uh, it'll be interesting to see you know how that affects Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament and in March, whether they get some kind of you know rested advantage because of that, or if uh, you know they'll they'll be rusty and have a tough time getting themselves back to to where they were. Uh, at their uh, at their best this season, but uh, short episode this uh, this week. Uh, we'll get back to it again next week. Big time episode next week. We'll be previewing the uh, the ACC tournament, the matchups. Uh, also, you know how important and how much uh, each team on Tobacco Road uh, needs those uh, those games in the ACC tournament next week. So make sure you tune in back into Believe in Tobacco Road. We'll be back with you early next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.